This is Damien Lacedamian. If you like our show so far, please share it with anyone else you think might enjoy it. This helps us to grow our audience and to continue to make the best show we can. For as little as a dollar per episode, you can take it further and become a member of our growing Patreon community, earning premiums such as our severed thumb drives, shirts, and more. Visit patreon.com slash mandiblejudy, and thanks for listening. There's a certain level of cruelty that only a group of children can muster. When one is made to wear a retainer brace at age eight, it was surely an unpleasant sight, the metal headgear wrapped around her face. There were lots of stories about the night of her ninth birthday sleepover. Kids say she willed her metal brace into massive jaws, incising her way through the house. But it was no fault of her own. Mandible Judy isn't a nice name for a quiet little girl. Today I administered the 17th enzyme treatment. The changes in the patient's appearance might now be causing concern from her teachers, although her parents seem to accept that this is a normal part of her recovery. The metal braces around her jawline have had to be reinforced and extended. Her skin has taken on an ashen tone and her eyes, the bulging of her eyes could be a side effect of the treatments. It's disturbing to look at, but shows that the expression of the atavistic traits continue. With a broadening of the mandibular bone, dental irregularities, a sharpening and strengthening of her bottom teeth. These traits are homologous to distant marine ancestors. The so-called EvoDevo toolkit may contain genes that could express morphological results such as these, but by what process? Something environmental, no doubt? He makes it sound like a biology exercise. With Judy's life as just another factor in the equation. This tape is dated October 9th, the date Catherine mentioned in her note. Judy's last appointment. October 9th. Tomorrow I will begin the process of finding a new assistant. Catherine gave notice. As a result, I will be seeing Judy three hours later than usual today, in 25 minutes. I'll continue recording then. It is 4.45 on Friday, October 9th. Hello, Judy. Do you know what today is? <gasps> it's your last treatment, Judy. Soon, you will be feeling much stronger. You know, Judy, I am a very lucky doctor to have had you as my patient. There you go. Uh, bite down now. That's it. It'll only hurt for a moment. I, I know you don't like needles, uh, but this is your last one. I can't. I can't listen to this, Marco. There we are. Wonderful. Let me take this off and, and you can get up now, Judy. Where is Kathy? Your daddy will be back soon to pick you up. How would you like to go look at the picture books? Kathy. Well, Catherine had to go to work at another office, Judy, helping other children. But she told me... Ah, sounds like he stopped the tape right there. He's hiding something. Catherine gave notice on the 9th, but was gone the same day? And her number is disconnected already? 
Yeah, Judy sounded suspicious, too. That poor little girl. These treatments he's talking about. That must have been what sent her over the edge. Listen, it's not safe for you to work there anymore. Please... But we need to know what happened. I need access to the tapes. It's not worth it, Bon. Just a few more days and we'll have enough. Then we can take them to your... Oh, God. I knew it was coming to this. Marco, I know you don't get along with your dad, but we need the police on our side. I don't trust him. He drinks. He doesn't believe anything I say. Who knows what he'll do with this? But he'll know if it's solid enough evidence. We have to stop Fousey. He's a madman, and he's still seeing patients. I guess you're right. I need to get to sleep. Can you stay tonight? Yeah, of course. My samurai? <laughs> it's ninjutsu. Hello, this is Connor Darcy. Can you connect me with Magnus Becker, please? Thank you. Please hold. Hello? Hello, Mr. Becker. It's Connor Darcy. I've had an eventful few days, sir, and I thought I should bring you up to date. Yes. What have you found, Connor? I've mailed you copies of my notes so far. The site has proved to be as promising as you thought. The minerals I'm observing appear to be from a meteorite, sir. Yes, and you've begun a full analysis? Yes, sir. I'm awaiting the results of the microscopy from the lab, but even with a hand lens, the prevalence of silicates and certain metals seem to conclusively identify the site as a meteorite bed. What is visible on the surface is only about 5%, with the rest buried in the crust. But there's something more that you need to know. Go on. I've been working with a student from the local university. Yesterday, we experienced a phenomenon, something I've never seen or rather heard. A very loud ringing that seems to come from the rocks. It was painfully loud, and we were both overcome. I believe we lost consciousness. Can you be more specific, Mr. Darcy? Sir, it was sort of a tone. It started quietly and became very loud. There are examples of certain rocks emitting a tone when struck, but this was not generated by any action that I was aware of. It was perplexing. Were there lasting effects of any kind? How do you feel now? I'm fine, sir, or at least I feel the same. My assistant, however, was taken to the medical center. He says he's still hearing the sound. It's hard to say if the boy was traumatized and is having some sort of a PTSD reaction or... Keep an eye on the boy. Report back to me if his condition changes. I want to know what's in those rocks, Darcy. When can you return? Well, sir, I... I can go back today if you think it's necessary. You should invest in some hearing protection. Expense it, but see what else you can find out about this phenomenon. Good work, Darcy. Keep me informed. Hello, White Mountain Cabins. How can I help you? Hi, White Mountain. Um, where are you located? We're off the interstate in White Mountain, New Hampshire. 
I can fax you directions if you want to come take Bonnie, a Bonnie, I'm leaving early today. Push any new appointments to tomorrow, please. Yes, doctor. No, thank you. I'll call back later. Good night, doctor. East Adam Cycle Shop. Marco, I did a little digging into our office phone records from last month, and this one number in New Hampshire comes up five times. I called, and it's a cabin rental business. Uh, you think it was Catherine who called? Right. Listen, it makes sense. Remember the note I found? Blankets, lantern? She was planning a trip to the mountains. You think she was going to... Take Judy? Yes, I do. I think she planned on taking her up to the mountains and away from Fousey. Oh, man, that's wild. I mean, kidnapping. I know, but I have to say I understand why. <sighs> Something must have happened before that last appointment. Something bad that made her leave town without Judy. All right, I, I gotta go, Bon. Uh, I'll stop by your place after work, okay? Okay, bye. Kenny made me promise to tell you to call his friend Casey. I don't know. He had a drug problem back a few years ago. Got him kicked off the football team. But maybe he's turning it around now. Hmm, I... I am gonna need some help. It's kind of for you to consider, Connor. But just so you know, he's had some trouble in his past. Kenny's pretty broken up about missing out on all that science. <laughs> well, well, if he has a handpicked successor, who am I to say no? <sighs> Frank... I can't tell you how sorry I am to have put Kenny in harm's way. It was just so unexpected. You had no idea. But I'm worried. Both the doctor and the dental surgeon seem to think he'll be okay. But Kenny, he just gets worse. You mean he has more pain? Well, that, and he's hearing things and having nightmares now. I, I guess this has been more traumatic for him than we realized. He's still hearing the marsh sounds? Late last night, he woke me up and told me he had a dream about the marsh and about the little girl who... the one that killed those children. Judy Caterback? He's never even met her, but he says he saw her in a dream. Well, nightmare, really. It was her birthday party. And the room was full of young kids, all laughing and talking. There were... Kenny? They were taunting her, and he says he kept seeing something horrible. He couldn't quite get it out. The kids laughed, and then their heads on the floor, and they were laughing, and then their heads again, but they were lined up. What? Their heads were, they were lined up on a shelf like she put them all there. That's right. That's what he said. I, I know this because I drove past the house right after it happened. I talked to the neighbors and one of them had been inside and described it. But how does Kenny know? He wasn't there. I don't know, Frank. 